You get anything good for Christmas? The best thing I got for Christmas was a gift I got myself. Sure. Which was a Heritage Classic jersey. Oh, I saw a picture of that. From eBay. I've lusted after this jersey for so long, and one day I just was like, I'm going to make this happen for myself. So be the change you want to see in your own closet. And it's off-white, so you don't have to feel guilty about wearing it. Mm. Yes. It's kind of like a light tan. Sure. Like a like an acru. Like a frat bro who spent the weekend at a cottage. Right. That's like, the sort of color of white it is. It's like a hazy taupe. Hmm. Yeah. What about you? What did you get for Christmas? I got a Pono. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it replaces my Zoom. <laughs> so I'm happy about that. You dyed it in red. Remember Todd White. Where did Eric Carlson eat last night? Doesn't matter if you ask, it's the Chet and Luke Podcast. Good day, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode Lazar of the Chet Sellers and Luke Peristi Podcast. I'm Luke, and I'm joined, as always, by a snowman who came to life after some kids put a magic Alfie jersey on him. It's Chet Sellers. <laughs> How you doing, man? Pleasure to be here. Yeah, I could not be happier to be back in the studio. Love the show. So do I. Also, my dad's favorite podcast. Oh, really? That? Yeah. <laughs> Ironically, not my dad's favorite podcast, but... He's more into that Planet Money scene. <laughs> on NPR, I gather. <laughs> yeah, my dad My dad is actually Jim Kramer. <laughs> episode Lazar. I thought for sure it was going to be episode Kovalev. I mean, we did talk to Ian Mendez, the god, about this on the radio. Did you know we were on the radio? Uh, it's a little foggy. Uh, I just remember there, us passing a bottle of tequila around with Ian Mendez. And they told us before you go in, don't drink with Mendez because he will destroy you. And I didn't believe it, but it's true. But uh, yeah, episode Lazar. If he'd been the captain of the uh, Canadian junior team again this year, who knows what could have happened? I mean, they wouldn't have lost in the quarterfinals, that's for sure. <laughs> for the first time I mean, in let's years. look at Let's just look at the stats. Team Canada with Curtis Lazar on it, gold medal. Team Canada with no Curtis Lazar. No gold medal. No gold medal. One case where correlation does indicate causation. <laughs> Correct. All right. Good to know. Good to know. This is going to become a hardcore stats podcast, so gradually that no one will notice. I think it was good to watch uh, Thomas Shabbat get some time in, put up some points. I think he had he had three points prior to the quarterfinals uh, in four games. And Colin White's you know, one of the highest scorers in the tournament right now. So I think you look at the, those two guys, and if you're an Ottawa fan, you can rest easy knowing that they won't let us down until they're on the team. <laughs> well, Colin White, I mean, with, with Canada out, I would like to see Colin White uh, win it all, just because all my American friends on, on Twitter will be insufferable about it, just like Canada is every <laughs> single year. So they deserve a little bit of that to see what that's like. Shabbat, I'm very excited for. He could be on the team as early as next year. But unfortunately, I saw he was wearing number five, uh, which, of course, is taken by Cody Cece. So if he is on the team next year, I would imagine the lowest number that will be available would be number two. Yes. Okay, so Shabbat number two. Looking mm -hmm. forward to it. So we did the show with Ian, and that was... Uh, I call him Ian now, because I, I feel course. like we're... First we're, name basis. We're, we're pretty close. So yeah. that was... Mr. Mendez, that was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. What else has been going on with you since then? I've been watching some of the Ottawa Senators games. Okay. So During December. December, as it's uh, been dubbed, game, day off, game, day off, game, day off for several weeks. Right. A couple games against, you know, some good West Coast teams, a couple of games against Tampa Bay, you know, Washington. Very tough stretch of games. So they played an extremely tough stretch of games where they were basically every other day for a month, with mm -hmm. the exception of the holiday break. Went 6, 8, and 1. 
over the course of the month, as I recall, which is almost 500 hockey. And from what I understand, this is the end of the world. You know, the Senators are no longer in a playoff spot. So now I think we just have to look forward to the long death march towards, you know, an early grave in April. Because if there's one thing I've learned, it's that streaks can't happen. There's no reason for hope. If there's one thing to take away from the calendar year 2015 for the Ottawa Senators, it's that once you're out of a playoff position, you will never get back in one. Indeed. Ever. Like, how's the team? going to improve. It's not like there's a ton of injured players who are going to get healthy. No, and it's not like they've started making lineup decisions and shuffling a few underperformers out of the lineup. Do you have someone in mind when you say that? Um, Yeah, pretty much just entirely Jared Cowan. <laughs> You know, when you watch someone like Mark Borowiecki, he may not be your speed. And it's kind of like you have to watch the outlet passes he's not making. <laughs> Jared Cowan's just terrible. <laughs> like he's, Can't play the puck, can't play the man, can't get in the right spot. And I hate harping on this because you know, I don't want to like retread the same ground over and over again. And yet when I watch this guy play, it's like everything is new again. And I'm filled with like new emotions and feelings and... I like I, this is all I can talk about now. It's Jared is, Cowan, what is are there, you doing? Is there anything sweeter though than when you know at eleven or so in the morning when the uh, reporters on Twitter are announcing all the senators' practice lines and they go through the defense pairings and then it, the tweet always ends with "and two is extra." <laughs> Gets me through my day, man. <laughs> is there anything better than that? Three may be a crowd, but two is extra. <laughs> uh, I'm getting that on a throw pillow. I'm I'm glad that Freddie Clayson's getting a shot. Uh, I don't know that he's going to be spectacular, but he, you know, is a stay-at-home AHL defenseman, which at this point even Jared Cowan isn't. So uh, more power to him, I say. Yeah. It was it was sad to see Mike Koska get recalled again and not play again and get sent down again. I know. Like, what's a guy who looks exactly like Thor got to do to get a break in this league? You know, and I mean, there's enough Swedes on the team, especially now that there's one more Swede in Freddie Clayson that you think they would say to Brian Murray, like, you can't anger Thor like this. Like, I mean, <laughs> we're a largely secular society at this point in, in Scandinavia. But, but Norse gods are definitely real. <laughs> <laughs> but still, we all do have our underlying pagan tendencies. And, you know, I'm not saying that he's Thor, but you are potentially angering the Norse god of thunder. It's even, thunder, right? Even your so-called Christian holiday of Christmas is really derived from pagan winter feasts. Exactly. Celebrating God, the winter equinox. God, God Jewel and all of that. But yeah. seriously, don't anger someone who might even possibly be Thor. Mm -hmm. He will bring the hammer down. I find it very difficult to get a good handle on this team just because they're so injured right now. Right. And it's like, yeah, they kind of look like crap at times. And, you know, could, you know, four top nine forwards coming back help? Probably. Yeah, so Lazar missed significant time. Yep. He's back. McCulloch is close to coming back. Yep. Although I would be interesting. I mean, I know a broken finger is not a broken finger is not a broken finger, but he's been out now three or so weeks mm -hmm. or close to a month with a broken finger, yep. whereas Bobby Ryan missed like one game and is still playing with a broken finger. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when's he going to get it going? That's <laughs> really my question. <laughs> You know, it's funny you ask this, because I wonder that myself sometimes. Right. I'm like, Bobby Ryan, like, easily one of the most productive forwards on the team this year, probably living up to that contract. I mean, it's always going to be unfair to compare him, but it's you do have to compare him, you know, as a guy making $7.5 million a year and mm -hmm. putting up more than a point a game or close to a point a game. You're always going to have to compare him to a guy making slightly more than half of that uh, <laughs> and putting up far fewer points. Yes. And that being Jakob Silverberg. <laughs> Rest in peace. A.K.A. <laughs> Runblad Jr. <laughs>
Yeah, I think like is that Ottawa's kind of trick now is that we have this reputation for getting the good Swedes, then we trade them for players who are much much better. Uh, I don't know. Colin White might be the trifecta <laughs> on that one. <laughs> and we were <laughs> so so. Wait, Runeblad one was Runeblad. Runeblad two is Silverberg, and yeah. Runeblad three. And I hate to be calling Robin Leonard, who's you know unfortunately been hurt all year, the third Runeblad <laughs> slash future Rockford Ice Hog. <laughs> you know that call. White deal's looking pretty good. Well, you say that now, but do you have any idea how many points David Legwand is putting up right now? <laughs> no, I don't. I, <laughs> oh, okay, never mind. I have no idea. <laughs> and we have Colin White. And we have Colin White, which so, I'm very excited about. Now that we're firmly on Team USA right. for the World Juniors. Oh, I know I am. We've got Colin White, future Ottawa Senator Austin Matthews, after we missed the playoffs and win the lottery. You know, enough of this you know, good local boy crap. You know, let's get some let's get some Murica up in here. <laughs> but Brian Murray, um, a lot of people are saying, and you mentioned this earlier, that uh, you know the team is just kind of you know again stuck in the mud this year and doesn't really seem to have a clear path going forward. And when is it going to be finally Brian Murray's turn to answer for you know management's failures over the last seven years to plan and you know get this team on a path moving forward? But I will say this: every time he trades a Swede, something good happens. Imagine what we'd get for Carlson. <laughs> <laughs> so December was a tough month. They are going to hopefully get McCulloch back soon, CC mm-hmm. back soon. No timetable still on Clark MacArthur, although Brian Murray said he was optimistic it was going to be second half of the season sometime. Man, get well soon, Clark MacArthur. <laughs> like, has oh, I miss that guy so much. Yeah, I know. If if McCullough comes back, I would assume he's going to take future Chris Neal, Max McCormick out of the lineup. Mm. But if, how do you feel about that, by the way? About him being the future Chris Neal? Yeah, don't really have any major concerns about it. If MacArthur does come back, like, let's be honest, it's going to be Shane Prince coming out of the lineup, right? Five, <laughs> five minutes a night, Shane Prince is going to be the guy who who pays the price for that one. Uh, but they have some guys coming back. They still they're out of a playoff spot, but they still played you know more or less 500 hockey. I don't know that the schedule gets that much easier in January. I mean, they've got Chicago coming up. They've got St. Louis. They've got the Cap. Capitals. They play the Bruins a lot. Just a garbage pile team. <laughs> Man, how mad are you at Brad Marchand? So because he sort of threw Mark Borowiecki like a feed bag over his back. So that's really the only way you can throw that guy. Yeah, like, I, if anything, I'm, I'm impressed with the, him figuring out the leverage on that. Man, like, and then he was just like, oh, I was just trying to turn up ice to chase the Man. puck carrier. It was totally innocent. Like, I thought, I actually thought his spear on Kyle Turris uh, near the end of that game. And I didn't watch the game, but I didn't see the highlights mm-hmm. later. I thought that was actually worse. Yeah. And I think this is, once again, you need to give Chris Neal credit. Never been suspended. Never been suspended. Like, you look at all these other teams with their pests, with their Max Lapierres and their Brad Marchands and these guys, and... Chris Neal always on the right side of the line. It could still happen. Do you think that's something Chris Neal takes pride in? Oh, absolutely. He's like never been suspended. He knows exactly where the line is, except unless it's the blue line. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. We can agree that Ottawa's main issue is probably the defense. Right? This seems to be the general consensus. I've not heard that before, but I'll take your word for it. All right. You know who else is having a problem with defense? 
Who? A lot of teams. It's true. (laughs) (laughs) That's very true. Pittsburgh Penguins, New York Rangers. There's no trades to be made anywhere. Right. So so here's here's my question then. Eric Carlson, like fourth in the league in scoring, uh, on his way to his third Norris. He's oh, is he just not a joy to watch this year? The Senators have. I I mean, they're a top heavy team offensively, but I want to say they have five guys in the top fifty in scoring in the league. Uh, Stone is in there, Ryan's mm-hmm. in there, Turris is in there, mm-hmm. Carlson is in there, and Hoffman's in there. Yeah. So they've got five guys in like the top 50 in scoring. They are playing high event hockey. They're getting outshot most nights, but they are shooting a fair bit themselves. They're scoring a lot of points. They're giving up a lot of points. Can you handle another four months of high event hockey that may or may not result in a uh, in a playoff spot? Probably. It's I, exciting, my, at least. Right? My, my thing has always been either win... And if you lose, be watchable. Well, they are about to, not this week, coming week, but the week after, going to do their West Coast road trip. Oh, no. Where they go out to California to play the Kings, oh, no. the, the Kings and the Ducks and the Sharks. So around this time last year, they do the West Coast road trip. Hmm. And that's when everything turned around. Yeah. Because right? Andrew Hammond had, what, he gave a one goal in three games? Yeah. The meat thief himself. <laughs> yeah. Wins over Anaheim, Los Angeles, and San Jose by a combined score right. of eight to two. And I remember at the time we all said, well, that's nice that that happened. Too bad it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> they said like after gonna, making the playoffs by two points. It's not like they're going to do this for two more months. <laughs> So, what that's, saying, so what, that's how 2015 started. Right. right? And that's how 2016 and, is being rung in. Wouldn't you give Andrew Hammond all those starts? Oh, just, on the West Coast? Yeah. Trip? Just try to, like, recapture the magic. Like, going back to your ex-wife for a weekend. Just be like, you know, it was good once. <laughs> Same. <laughs> You are trying to turn this into a Steely Dan song. Um, that was actually that West Coast trip was right after MacArthur took out Laner, right? And that's why, and they both had concussions, and that's why Hammond was starting all those games. Man, it's so depressing that and, or that Robin Leonard's last official act as an Ottawa Senator will be possibly ending Clark MacArthur's career. <laughs> I want to be very clear about this: Robin Leonard did not end Clark MacArthur's career. Mark Fraser ended yeah. Clark MacArthur's career. Ugh. If we're gonna blame it. Yeah. Right. If we're going to blame a teammate. Oh, God. The worst signing Ryan Murray ever made. <laughs> no, I mean, to be fair, it wasn't even that bad of a hit, right? It yeah. was just that he already had his eggs a little bit scrambled, probably. Yeah. That's a kind of euphemistic way we can <laughs> talk about a concussion and yeah, make it exactly. funny, right? Yeah, long-term brain injuries. I, I remember... Hilarious I maybe material talked right about here. this on the podcast before, but I remember not even a couple of years ago listening to somebody get run into the boards on the other team and Dean Brown and Denny Potvin kind of laughing about it, like, oh, he's in dream. Land. And, like, <laughs> and we knew about CTE at the I know, time. As, as like the fencing response happens and like his hands like shoot up and he's obviously yeah, unconscious. And I was like, this is old school hockey commentary here. Yeah. Right. But uh, I don't think that would happen. To- Maybe Denny Potman's still doing it on Fox Sports Florida. I don't know. but <laughs> Fox Sports 8. It's actually Fox Sports Pitbull. <laughs> But yeah, December's been tough. <laughs> Looking forward to a fresh start in 2016. Yeah, more of yeah, 2016, more of the same. Yeah. Here's what I like most about when the Sens are doing well. It kind of loosens everyone up to explore the space in general a little more, kind of online, social media. And I think if I was going to describe the mood of the locker room right now, it would be one of restraint. Mm-hmm. Even, you know, the Senator's extraordinarily famous, you know, yearly Christmas video. It was Kyle Turris, Eric Carlson, Dave Cameron, 
you know, Mark Stone, Bobby Ryan. Oh, that was where they were all Lego figures. Yeah, right? and it was just a couple voiceovers. Mm-hmm. You know, in years past, we'd had like full-on singing, Broadway production numbers, you know, digital effects. Jason Spezza was there. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, just on the subject of that Christmas video, Kyle Turris wins the Christmas video every single year. Because mm-hmm. two years ago, I believe it was him combing his hair and saying, nailed it. <laughs> uh, last year was his Bruce Willis impression in Die Hard, yeah. stuck in the vent. Yeah. Uh, and this year, uh, he had the immortal line, hashtag I agree. <laughs> See, I'm actually going to go off the book on this one. I thought the peak of that video was Mark Stone going, Stoned, (laughs) after stealing a puck. (laughs) I kind of want that on a soundboard somewhere, just like for my day-to-day life. Stone. Anytime something happens, just Stone. The one one guy who actually sounded like he could be, like, had the voiceover talent to be in an animated children's cartoon was Curtis Lazar. Yes. Like, he had a, he was had was expressive, he was upbeat, I felt like he could actually be the voice of, like, a magic squirrel on, <laughs> on some weird, vaguely Japanese Saturday morning kids cartoon show. I also liked that it was a real good uh, glimpse into the relationship of, you know, Dave Cameron and his captain, Eric Carlson. <laughs> yeah, I totally believe that when those two guys hang out, Dave Cameron calls Eric Carlson Carl. Yeah, right. And that uh, yells at him for playing with Lego figurines in the uh, locker room. <laughs> yeah. And it was a great moment because Carl was like, coach, do you want to play? And he's like, I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like it's like the, the alternate ending to that song, Cats in the Cradle. <laughs> <laughs> it was fantastic. It was Finally, heart- my dad loves me. <laughs> it was heartwarming, yeah. I thought. I mean, look, sure, Dave Cameron is playing Mark Borowiecki at forward for way too long, but dude loves Lego. Yeah. Gotta hear both sides. Everybody talks about, oh, this team is wasting Eric Carlson's prime. This team is wasting Dave Cameron's prime. Let me tell you. (laughs) He, in person, is a relaxed, delightful guy, great sense of humor, and he just looks so mad all the time now during games. And I was even on the bus going to see a game recently. I'm trying to remember who it was. It was San Jose. And I sat behind a kid and his dad. And the kid was like, you think Dave Cameron's going to be mad tonight? And his dad was like, Dave Cameron's always mad. (laughs) I was like, how did it come to this with Dave Cameron? Dave Cameron's just the Incredible Hulk. That's my secret. I'm always angry. That's what I like to do. I like to eavesdrop when when kids are talking about Dave Cameron. As you drink your 40 of malt liquor out of a plastic bag. (laughs) Not even paper bag. Uh, That's why you take the bus to the game, you know? But I guess it is the circle of life or the circle being unbroken or time being a flat circle, or some other circle-related reference that finds us here in January 2016 in more or less the same place as we were last year. And all we need now is a 20-game win streak to pull us out of it. I like those odds. If this year has proved nothing, it's that the destination does not matter. It's the journey. Right. Like, this is going to be a fairly radical opinion. I don't think it should be, but I think some people who listen to this will be like, nah, Peristi's gone off the deep end on this one. I don't think Dave Cameron's dumb. No, I don't think he's dumb at all. I think he knows exactly what he's doing. I think Dave Cameron's going to look at the situation and he's going to say, look, I played Jared Cowan for as long as I could. I gave the Dave Draczynski's of the world a shot. You know, I held out Shane Prince to make sure that he's got a real fire under him. Now we're out of a playoff spot. It's winning time. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's what he's doing. He's just basically trying to increase his degree of difficulty. Perhaps. Because what NHL coach doesn't want to win in a more heroic fashion? I think you listened to what Dave Cameron was saying at the beginning of the year. And he was saying, look, when I came in last year, 
stuff was tight. I had to just stick with what worked and, you know, I didn't have time to like have people play their way out of slumps. I couldn't really play psychologist at all. I just had to throw good players out there. And this year I'm going to have more time to kind of explore the space. (laughs) And if Dave Cameron is, as I believe, not dumb, I think that we're going to suddenly see what people would describe as more optimal lineups. Well, that would be, that's certainly a possibility. And I would hope if that's the case, that it starts uh, next week. As we enter January 2016, we start seeing a little more Shane Prince, a little less Dave Drazinski. Uh, we get that's, some, that's that's my favorite. We get some uh, that's my favorite back. Elvis song, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> a little more Prince, a little less Drzezinski. Please. <laughs> uh, I only like the Fat Boy Slim remix. Of that, song. Uh, that we get some players back healthy, and that uh, we all have a happy and prosperous 2016. And that we enjoy the games and the results, and not just the process. You know what? I think we should just leave it on that note. There you go. All right, folks. We'll be back soon. Hope you have a blessed <laughs> new year. Sooner than the last time. Yeah. Anyway. Hope you have a blessed new year. And uh, go sends go. See you later. For a couple of fowlers who both still live with their moms Breaking the town's local hockey team down with some microphones on No other podcast was finer Or was more of a hit with the big rig diners We never thought they'd make it past episode 5 Whoa, somehow these dudes named Shed and Parisi are alive Whoa, whoa, whoa How bad are those outdoor games on TV though? Oh, they're borderline unwatchable. <laughs> and the thing is, it was like they're bad on TV, and I think they must be worse in person. Well, I feel like, and what was it? It was Toronto, Detroit last year, and at uh, the Michigan Stadium. Yeah, the- and I heard all these stories about like people pooping into bags in the concourse <laughs> because the lines for the bathroom were insane. Is this a, like, is this a Winter Classic or is it the Thunderdome? <laughs> it was like minus twenty out there, and everybody was completely miserable. <laughs> And you, nobody could see anything of course a not. mile from it's the like, action. Bring your own opera glasses. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I can sit outside where it's freezing, watch a game that I can barely see, and then see a dude poop in a bag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and how much are the tickets? $200 a piece? Sign me up. Yeah. <laughs>